Hey everyone, grab your Bible, a pen, journal, and even a cup of coffee and join Kara and I as we talk about prayer. I want you to write this down. John 17 verses 20 through 21. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and I'm so glad that you're joining us. This is the third week of Dot's series on prayer. Let's jump into the conversation. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you decided to join Kara and I as we talk about prayer. We're actually ending the series on prayer, and we're going to be talking today about when we begin to pray and we're wanting to hear from God and we feel like we're hearing nothing. God is silent. And we're wanting to to pray. It happens to be a very difficult time in our lives. We're really seeking God's voice and His direction and His will in certain things. And we continue to pray. And we feel like we're really pouring our heart out to God. We're seeking Him as far as we know. We're doing everything we can to say, Thy will be done. Mm -hmm. And so we're sitting before the Father. We're praying And we're uh, talking to him about our lives. We're having our conversations. And yet, as far as we know, we just don't hear anything from God. Mm -hmm. And how difficult that is. You know, uh, God tells us not to give up, to keep running our race and not to grow weary. And so oftentimes it's hard not to be weary. And it's difficult because a lot of times it's going through a very difficult time in our lives. Mm -hmm. We tend not to get as weary trusting God when things are going so great. So that's why we're going to kind of talk about when do we not give up and keep moving on and how do we know that we've heard God's voice. And we talked a little bit about that last week. Yeah, we did. Even though it was so hard not to keep talking about it. (laughs) It's because it's very, very important. I have people ask me all the time. How do we know that we've heard God's voice? Because we have a lot of voices, right? We have a lot of voices talking to us. We have our own desires talking to us. We have the enemy, the evil one. Remember last week we talked about that God right before he was going to the cross, Jesus said, protect them from the evil one. We did a whole series on spiritual warfare. It is a real thing that we may be hearing the evil one. Mm -hmm. But also the question, how do I even hear God? Mm -hmm. So you may not even be hearing any voice, you know, like you may not be hearing anything, but like, how do I hear God? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I do, I mean, I heard and I do believe that God is a speaking God. I believe that he is conversational. He is relational. And I do believe he is always talking to us. And so how do I hear it mm-hmm. if he's always talking? You know, well, one thing I want us to remember that when Jesus was walking on the earth and he was talking to the disciples, he said, you know, it is good that I go away. And I'm sure the disciples thought, how good could that be? Right. You know, and he said, because if I go away, I'll send a comforter. And he said, it'll guide you into all truth. And he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Well, what do you mean, Jesus? You're leaving, you're going away. He said, I'll send my spirit. And so when Jesus left and he was gone, he did send the Holy Spirit. And so when I was reading in John 17, he says, I want them to know and believe that we are one, just like they are one with me and the Father and Jesus are one and we are one. How do we become oneness? with Jesus and with the Father, and it's through the Holy Spirit. 
So the way we hear God is through our spirit, mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. And that could also be, I mean, I do, I believe I've heard from God just like in an experience. You know, I love the mountains. I love, you know, doing a trail photography and capturing the mountains and valleys. And I hear God in those moments. It may not be an audible voice, but just experiencing his creation or reading his word. I think because mm-hmm. his spirit, you know, opens your eyes to right. that because he opens your eyes to the truth. So when you're saying, I see, uh, or I hear God when I go you know, to the mountains and things like that. Romans 12 tells us how God speaks of creation. So as you're saying that when you're at the mountains or whatever, that God is speaking to you, I can really relate to that because when I'm in the ocean or I'm at the ocean, I'm looking and I'm watching that water and it's stopping so far. I look at that water and I think, wow, God, you towed that water to go so far Mm -hmm. and you've stopped it. You know, when Job was going through such a hard time, and he had all those questions to God. Mm. And God said, Joe, where were you when I created the heavens yeah. and the earth? And that was times what God was speaking through his creation. Right. Like, where were you? In other words, Joe, I'm God and you're not. Right. Well, I think the thing I love about that is, you know, we do go to the beach and I think the beach is beautiful. That's not how the Lord speaks to me but that's how he speaks to you. And, you know, for me, it's the mountains or even the stars, you know, like looking up at night and, you know, he's saying the same thing about who he is through those moments. But I love the, I love those personal moments of him. Like he knows you love the beach. And so Mm -hmm. he speaks to you through the beach and through the waves and through, and it doesn't mean that I can't hear him through that, but he knows that I love the mountains. I love the vastness and, you know, feeling small among, you know, these huge peaks. And that's where it's like, he knows us so well you know, better than we know ourselves. It's almost like he speaks to us through his creation or through his word or other things. And even though ways that he knows we'll hear him because of how he created us. Even though you love the mountains and I do love the mountains, but not like you do. And God's speaking to you and I love the ocean. He's still saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. He's like saying to you and to me, look how great and vast the mountain is and look how small you are. I'm looking at the ocean and the waves and thinking, look how great and mighty God is. Look how small you are. Mm-hmm. There is a God in heaven. And so when we're wanting to hear God's word, we have to come to a place to realize that there is a God that is bigger. And we understand, and we've talked about this all through prayer, it is what our view of God mm-hmm. is. Well, and I think a, a desire to want to hear him, because mm-hmm. like going back to, I do believe he is a God who's always speaking. And I think like we talked about last week, having that posture of surrender and open heart and being willing and wanting to hear him. And I know we can say we want to hear him, but it's like, but, but do you really want to hear what he has to say? Because you really want to hear what he, his answer. Right. Do we want his answer? Right. And so I think, you know, I, I could still be sitting in Switzerland among the Swiss Alps and my heart can be closed and I won't hear anything from him. Or, you know, so I think that's also too of his intentionality of, He's not going to waste a word. He's mm-hmm. not. He knows if our heart's ready mm-hmm. or and willing to hear whatever. And yeah. you know, last week we talked about waiting. I think that's part of waiting too. Is how desperate do you want to hear from God? And while we're waiting on God, uh, it is one and of to those hear moments. Him, not to hear your what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think you know in the waiting those times is for God to get us ready to hear what he has wants to say. Mm -hmm. But I don't want us to speak for God because only God speaks for himself. 
And I do think God speaks through other people and he speaks through the oceans. Mm-hmm. He, th- he does speak through creation and he does speak through other people. He spoke through Paul. He spoke mm-hmm. through the prophets. We get out of balance a little bit about that because we yeah. think that somebody is going to pray for us and they say something to us. You're like, oh, that was from God. That's from God. And I don't like it to be, I'm just going to be honest. I don't like it when someone says, well, God told me to tell you this today. Yeah. I mean, you've taught me that of if someone says that to you, Right. Then, right. <laughs> because if God wanted to tell you, he will tell you. And it doesn't mean he that God confirm won't. It. Right. He will confirm. And it doesn't mean that he won't tell, you know, a close person something for you or, and I think it's, to, I think there's that line of telling someone like, Hey, you know, I feel like God want me to tell you that God sees you. That's very different. That's not what we're talking about. About the scripture. Right. But if God says like, Hey, God told me that, you know, you're going to be married this year. Um, no. But like, I want nothing. I, don't tell me that. <laughs> That's not for me. That's right. Because again, it goes back. Remember John 17, that they will know the truth and they will sanctify the truth. And the truth, that's what we're looking for is truth. And the truth is in your word. And so... When somebody comes up and says, God's told me to tell you this, as I've told you, as you've said, you run because you're like, well, I was talking to him today. Right. Why wouldn't he tell me? And, but it is certain things. If he, they're telling you, like an encouragement. I want you to know that God loves you. Well, that's scripture. You know, be founded in scripture of that. We know that God loves us. But to say, well, God's told you, tell me that you're going to be married this year. I'm like, well, what verse is that? Because they can't tell you that. Right. And so you need to be careful. And that's one of the ways you can know is God talking to you. Those are the discernments. You're using mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to discern the truth. You know that if somebody comes out and says, God told me you're not going to die, you know, and they just found out they had cancer. God would not tell them that. They don't know that. Right. And there's not a verse to go by that. But if they said, you know what, God is going to give you the strength to do whatever he's asked you to Mm -hmm. do, that's biblical. Mm -hmm. If they say to you, uh, you know, I've just been praying that God would strengthen your faith, that through this, that God's just going to be glorified in all of this, then you can say, well, I know that's what that's true. And also, I'm praying that you'll be healed. I'm I'm believing for that. It's very different than saying. God told me what's going to happen. That basically. you are going to be healed. Yeah. Because, it, it, and, and you know, that was my biggest thing. It was a big turning point in my life. When God did not heal my dad, but he told me he was going to heal him. But he didn't tell me it was going to be in heaven. It's right. like, do I have to have every little detail here? Right. But I think that there's times, those are the moments sometimes we think God is silent mm-hmm. because we think he's not talking mm-hmm. because he's not saying what we want him to say. Right. For In my life. If I am truly desperate to hear from him, there's a surefire way I know I can hear from him and it's going to his word. I know a lot of us know that in our head. I believe like it's enough. Like sometimes it's like, okay, but I need an answer to know if I need to do X, Y, and Z, you know, reading the word, what is that going to do? But it's just one of those things where it's like, you can't explain it. Mm -hmm. It's the Holy Spirit. Right. And that's how it's so active. You know, the word Mm -hmm. is active. Like when we do our Bible reading every year. There are times like, I mean, I had, I remember specific times last year where you would say, you know, are you on this chapter? What did you get out of it? And mm-hmm. I got something completely different than mm-hmm. when you got. They were both true. They were both good. They were both scriptural. But God was speaking something different to my heart than your heart because of where we're at. And mm-hmm. Helm speaking intentionally of what we needed to hear. Yeah. Well, you know, his word 
way he speaks to us is always the same as far as his words the same, but the way we apply that truth is different. Well, I think oh, he opens our eyes to see, mm-hmm. you know, it's the this is how I can apply this truth to this situation. You can apply that same truth to a different situation. I do want to say this as far as God speaking to us through his word, and that is. We have to take his word in the context that it's written. Right. So many people says, I've got these promises. And I can tell you, I have every book there is about the promises of God, because boy, did I want them. If God has promised it to me, I am selfish enough. I want everything <laughs> that he's promised. But I cannot tell you how many times women who have tried to get pregnant has gone to um Abraham and Sarah and say, God told me I was going to have a baby because I'm claiming that, you know, Sarah was 99. Now, I can't imagine any woman wanting a baby at the age of 99, but they can't claim that promise. Right. You can look at that and see like, okay, God can do the, po- yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He can do the impossible. But yeah. I mean, we talk about this with Jeremiah 29, 11 a lot. Yes. Where we can't claim that promise that he plans I have for you is to right. give you hope and we because that was that. to the yeah yeah the Israelite that was very specific mm-hmm. to captivity but we can't look at that and see like okay his heart is for mm-hmm. us do you remember yeah. uh, the Jabez prayer everybody uh, yeah. was praying Jabez prayer well are you praying for land because that's what that prayer was about <laughs> yeah you know to give more land and and like no I'm praying that God's going to extend my borders I'm going to have this great life well that's not what the Jabez prayer was about And so often we get these scriptures. So a lot of times when God is silent, we start looking for those things because we want to produce God's voice. Mm -hmm. And I say this again. I want you to write it down. No one speaks for God, but God. Yeah. And so when you're looking for God's voice, there are going to be moments where there's silence. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that God allows those moments so that we will discern that he will refine our faith, Mm -hmm. that he'll give us more faith to trust him. He uses those moments for us to trust him. He uses those moments to discipline us, to make us realize, am I really wanting what God wants Mm -hmm. or am I wanting what I want? Mm -hmm. And nothing can show our motivation more than silence when God right. is silent. Yeah, that is and really so, true. It really is. I'm <laughs> just telling you the truth here. And, you know, as uh, I think about Jesus when he was on the cross and he cries out, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it went dark. It was those dark moments. Mm-hmm. And here's these disciples. And they're like, now what do we do? Right. He is dead. Right. You talk about silence. And then for three days yeah. in that tomb, there's silence. Right. I always think of that, like the, we hear that 2000 years later, but it's like, if you, like three days is a long time to wait when you are in that, when you are dealing with, you know, a death like that and so confused. Well, everything and, that you've done, that's what you've given your whole life. Right. Like, and so it's not like they... You know, I don't blame them for not waiting at the tomb on day three, you know. Well, I kind of do because Jesus told them over and over again. (laughs) But but I will say this, that while they were in that upper room and now he's gone, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like, well, we're just praying about we need some bread here. They had they had done everything. They had made it known to the Romans they were followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they had left everything. They still fishermen, but they thought everything that 
Jesus was who he was. And they just had forgotten that he had said so many times over and over again, I'm going to come back. I'm going to die. We must go to Jerusalem. I'm going to die. And they just didn't want to hear it. So that goes back to wanting to hear the voice of God and wanting to know what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And being open to, yeah, like that Be surrender. open to that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they weren't at the tomb. Right. When I think you, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I remember years ago you saying you had a, um, like a moment basically realizing that you were going to scripture, like you love scripture more than you love God. Oh yeah. And that was like a huge, and that, that stuck with me because it's like, well, what's, you would look at, think like, well, what's wrong with loving scripture? But when you love that more than him, which is a Pharisee, right? Because you think about it, the Pharisees knew the law. They knew everything. They knew Isaiah. They knew that Isaiah said that they were going to be a suffering mm-hmm. Messiah. Well, Annie said it would, they would be born in a manger. Yes. I mean, yeah. In Bethlehem. I mean, I know they didn't expect the baby, but. Yeah. All of those things. He if, And they knew it. They they studied it. And they knew everything about the law and everything about this Old Testament. And here is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they missed him. Right. And I remember when I was going through seminary and looking at this and trying to say, now, what's the Hebrew word and what's the context of this and what's the history behind this and who's talking? And you get so you divide that scripture in such a way that I began to be more about what is that scripture saying than who's talking mm-hmm. and who is speaking and and uh, what is God saying to me? And so as I think about the Pharisee, that's what they is. Here's Jesus right there in the midst, the Messiah that they've been waiting for hundreds and thousands of years for. Mm -hmm. And they missed him because they thought they knew what God was saying. Yeah. Well, and I think like, I I think back to even just wanting to hear his voice, like you wanting to read and study scripture. It's like, those are good things, but we can't want that more than just him, like his heart, just his presence. And that Mm -hmm. has been a huge thing for me the last probably three months. I remember, I mean, Keep, I don't know, the last couple of weeks, I've really just been vulnerable, vulnerable on this thing. <laughs> but there was a night where I was just, I mean, devastated about some things going on in my life and heartbroken and, I mean, like, weeping mm-hmm. myself to sleep. And I just wanted things to change so badly. And I remember knowing him, I had this moment of thinking, I need to be in the presence of God. And, you know, I need to pray. I need to be, go read scripture, but it just wasn't enough. And I remember thinking, you know, I don't want to pray. I just want things to change. Mm-hmm. And, and not that I didn't want to pray, but you know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. like praying isn't what's going to heal my heart. What's going to help me not be in pain is if things change. Yeah. And I remember the next morning waking up and it, I don't even know how to explain it, but I just had this moment of experiencing his presence and it literally healed my broken mm-hmm. heart. Nothing mm-hmm. changed, mm-hmm. nothing. And it yeah. still hasn't changed actually, right. but his presence, just him being just there. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's where I remember that moment often. I love that because he is enough mm-hmm. and his presence and the fact that he's never going to leave you or forsake you or healing that is. And mm-hmm. even if you don't sometimes feel like you hear him talk, you can hear right. that. Well, and I, I just remember like feeling like this, almost like sadness of him, like him saying, am I not enough? You know, like it's my presence, not enough. And 
you know, like I do love the Lord. So it was like, with someone you love seems yeah. sad. And I know I didn't hear that, but you know, it's just how I discerned it in my spirit of mm-hmm. when I realized, and it wasn't even that I wanted something mm-hmm. from him. I just thought the only way I cannot feel pain is if mm-hmm. things change. Yeah. So it wasn't even a, what I, it wasn't even about the answer. You know, it was just, I don't want to be in pain anymore. And the truth of it is God gave you truth because you didn't have pain and it still didn't change. But in your mindset, the lie that you believed is the only way that I'm not going to hurt is if things right. change. And God says, oh, no, that's not true. Right. I'm going to give you the truth. And here's the truth. And I love the fact in John 17, he, I love this. Jesus said, righteous father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you. Mm. And he says, and they have uh, known that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them, and they will continue to make it known. He was talking about the disciples. He said, you know what? I know you, and I know that I have made your known to these disciples, and these disciples will spread your name, and that's why you and I know him, and that's why you know his name, and that's why you felt his presence, because that was the answer to Jesus's prayer. John 17, that's, we are the answer. We are the answers to Jesus's prayer. And how long ago, 2000 years, you talk about waiting yeah. on God. And so the disciples went out when they didn't see the answer to that. They did that. not see what God was going to do. Yeah. And it says, he said, however, the world has not known you, but I know you and I want you to be known. And when you're sitting there and you're in pain, and you're like, God, will you change the situation? And he says, honey, I'm here. Then we're both crying. <laughs> then you just know we are the answer to Jesus's prayer. And we didn't know. And when he was sitting there on that cross and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You can just almost feel God saying, just hang on, honey. You're going to see me in a little bit. And I'm going to answer your prayers in ways you did not ever believe in a million years. When he was in Gethsemane, God, let this cup pass from me. And he said, no, I can't. But I'm going to answer your prayers in ways you would never believe. So as we are in agony, as we are in tears, as we're waiting to hear God's voice, we can know that God loves us and that Jesus was praying for us. Hang on, honey. Hang on. I'm going to answer your prayers in ways you have no idea. And we can hear the voice of God and we can know that he's speaking to us when we open up his word and we know his heart and we know that God does not withhold what is best for his children. God gave us his son. Mm-hmm. And he did it in such a way that was painful and it was a hard situation. And there was moments for three days, there was silence. And out of that tomb, like, aha, I did it in a way that you never imagined. The disciples were not there. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can hold on to those things and we can know that we can hear God's voice through Scripture. Yeah. And I think also what I pray often too, is like, help me to want your presence. Like help me to enjoy your presence. Help Mm -hmm. me to want that more than hearing your voice, but also help me to hear your voice. You know, I think Mm -hmm. I call them help me prayers, you know, and it's, we don't have to will or get ourselves to that place. Mm -hmm. It's not up to us to believe that his presence is enough. Mm -hmm. Like he will do that. Because it's the spirit in you, right? Will give you the faith to trust him. 
as we're waiting on God, and I want to end on this because I want you to write this down, because these are some of the questions that I ask as I'm waiting on God. And the first thing is, Jesus, what do you want to happen about this? And you wait and see what God says. Jesus, tell me how you would pray about this. You want to be in on God's prayer. You want to be in God's will. Tell me how you would pray about this. Is this important to you? How will this strengthen my faith? Do I believe you will do what is best? And then the last, am I limiting you from doing a miracle in this situation because of my lack of faith? And as I think about waiting on God and answering those questions, ask Him those questions, and you just wait, God, through the Holy Spirit in you, will answer those things. Prayer is a conversation. And if God's not talking and you don't feel Him speaking, don't move forward. You wait upon Him until you know for sure in your spirit that God is speaking to your heart. I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Thanks for listening. We look forward to being with you again next week.